Coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Unspoken word episode 102. 102. Annual unspoken word podcast episode and rodeo celebration. Chili (laughs) cookoff. And box social. (laughs) (laughs) So bring your boxes over by 5:30 p.m. before the event begins. And don't be cheap. Don't make bologna sandwiches. Although bologna sandwiches will be much appreciated with with the red wings on them, as long as there's chips smashed down in there. (laughs) Strip the ring off real slow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to unspoken words We're here episode episode 102 102, good night (laughs) Hey, over here to my right All the way from Papa Nino, Nino, Nino He's your favorite Indian, your hoe in one JCB said, what's up? Ring of red and a loaf of bread Oh (laughs) yeah, sounds like a romantic evening Over here to my left all the way from L. Jesus, he's the pod Gotti number 83, Randy B, in the place to be. Say shoulder. Hello, hello, hello. All right, and a special guest tonight <laughs> across the way from me, all the way from Owl Creek, a mem- uh, the, the leader of the Owl Creek Disciples, Ron Jeremy falls down. Hold up, hold up. Hold on. It's good to have you. That that sounds weird. Ron Jeremy Jeremy. falls down. (laughs) (laughs) RJ. (laughs) RJ. (laughs) No, Johnny called you that. I thought I couldn't. It's stuck now, man. It's stuck with me. (laughs) It's stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 102. 102. Thanks for tuning in. For the second time. Unspoken words. Hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Valley of the Chiefs. Valley of the Chiefs and Arrow Creek together. Now you know you in trouble. It's two V two tonight. Two V two. Two V two. Kadesh. Kadesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So have you watched Mr. Favorite Indian? Have you watched the Redeem Team yet? No, but you know what I did watch was watch? Uh, 38 in the, in the Garden. 38 in the Garden? Yeah. Remember What's when, that uh, about? Jeremy Lin went on his streak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How is that one on Prime? Is it on Prime? It's short. No, it's on uh, HBO. Oh, for real? But the, the, the one you were talking about, I want to watch it, but I just haven't had the chance. Oh, let you use my password. Oh. That's uh, a really good one. Hey, so good one. Maybe we should see that over the air. No, but Jeremy Lin, man, I thought he was a legit player, but like he was taking uh, Mello, Carmelo's limelight at the time. So then like I think Lamelo said, man, get rid of this guy. In New York, yeah, and then it's crazy because they they showed or they told his like you know where he was at at that time, uh-huh. and he was basically sleeping on uh, was it Tyson Chandler? Yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, he was sleeping on his couch. Dang, was that, he just that, a that, temp player at the time? Well, no, he was like right on. He was like if he was going to get cut, he was about to get cut that day. Yeah, that first day when they played. Uh, Oh man, I think it was Brooklyn Nets that first day. He, that first night he went off. Yeah, and right. then then it just kind of culminated after that, and up all, all the way until oh, he played Kobe in them at uh, Madison Square Garden, dropped thirty eight on him. Right. Even after Kobe was sitting there saying, <laughs> "I don't even know what's going on. I don't know that guy. I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah, know I what he did." Like, yeah, yeah. And then they dropped thirty eight on him, and then he then they showed him at uh, Toronto <clears throat> when he waved everybody off. Oh yeah, last yeah. second. <laughs> Hit that shot, so yeah. yeah Talking I think, about you know Asian representation and yep. all that stuff. So yep. it's it's pretty good. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was a Jeremy Lin Sanity fan. Yeah, I, I was rooting. I was rooting for him. I got it. I I caught that bug because I mean he 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 did pretty good there for half a second. For about a month I mean, and a half. He huh? did. He did good for. I mean, like he never really repeated that kind of success, but he was he was a good baller. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe after that they kind of started doing film on him and started shutting him down. Yeah, after that. Just think they probably out. planned all around him. Yeah, shut that That's, whole thing down. Shut him down. Takes takes something else. But I thought he was legit though. Definitely got a got a chip with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you got on squad? Yeah. yeah, you only got like about thirty seconds of playing time. <laughs> In the, in the finals. Ring is a ring. Ring is a ring. You got a ring. I was happy for him. They can't take the ring away. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I always wonder how that, that's kind of like cutthroat, man, for any professional organization. Because you see people at the top, like Jeremy Lin, and then a year later, they're right at the bottom. Yep. Because I remember like Isaiah Thomas, uh, Isaiah Thomas, right? Yep. He's like that, too. When he went was at uh, Boston, he's... He was all right, and then he just disappropriated. Yeah. yeah, I think with him it was just like his attitude, man. He just like killed teams. You think so? I think so. Like just like not a good attitude. But he also had like a hip flexor surgery or something, didn't he? Some like last season he was he in their development league. What are they called now? D league or G league? G league. Yeah, he was dropping like sixties. See that French? And nobody dude? picked him up all season. Probably attitude then. Yeah. That that eighteen year old French kid. Oh, oh yeah! Man, How do you nice. say his name? Uh, I can't you see re- him? I can't remember. He's Dude, like that seven, kid is seven crazy. two. Ah, he's like seven two, but he's like he moves like a Jeremy Lin. Yeah, like he's like. Did you hear Kevin what he said? Uh, who's the second best player? And they're like, "What do you think about him?" And he goes, "Yeah, he'd probably be the best if I wasn't born." Oh, <laughs> oh French born. French born. What he's just a kid name? too. <clears throat> Eighteen years old. Oh, Rudy, your boy Rudy. Yeah. Wemben, we, Wemba, Winnebago, 
Wimbanyama or something. I don't know, man. I butchered that name, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 that's him. He's one quarter Winnebago. I can't even. That's why. I think I think he's from the Winnebago tribe. Seven four, Victor. He's from France. Oh, seven four. Yeah. I thought he was seven two. <laughs> Handles. Handles, man. He was just like shooting from way out there. Like remember, like <clears throat> back in the day, like you, you played on like a six foot, seven foot hoop, and you just kind of. You kind of shoot from the chest when you're shooting a three. Fuck, that's how he's shooting regular threes, man. Just like they came and had like an exhibition exhibition at Vegas. Those top two teams, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he called like a, I saw a video on the left side where he had a screen and he got that point guard on him, dude. He just shot over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like he just got the switch that he wanted, and then he just let it loose. Boom, bro. Like freaking Dame range. Oh, yeah, like he's out there, he's yeah, up. yeah. He's nice. He's nice. <clears throat> so I seen this super re- nice. Yeah, I seen this report. So uh, sometimes I watch that. Uh, it's a podcast, but they show the video footage on uh, J. Will, Keyshawn, and there's another guy that's on there on ESPN. Anyway, they're talking about him, and they're saying that the NBA owners are like all telling him like to sit out, not play, and like he's like, screw that, I'm gonna play and get better. They want that. They want him. They yeah, want, they want him. him. Yeah. They don't want him to get hurt or what? Yeah. So I wonder who's going to tank this year. Man. Oh, and then the the um the general manager NBA is telling all players not to like play down or tank. That's so the thing. Them not to down all the teams to compete. Um, what is it like? The worst team in the league has like an eighteen percent chance of winning the lottery. Yeah. And then the next seven teams all have a fourteen percent chance of winning the yeah. lottery. Yeah, I don't so know. it really doesn't do like a a huge. Um, yeah, their ping pong's just a little bit heavier. Yeah, I know uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you tank, you got more balls in the game. That's all I know. I think if you tank, you like. It's kind of like karma, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. their player comes in and he either gets hurt or he's. Uh, uh, yeah. You think so? Yeah, Greg then, Golden? Yeah, like that. Oh, true. Don't put that juju off. on these people. Yeah, and then they <clears throat> fall off. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. just like, it's crazy. Trying to put that juju on Mr. Winnebago. But who was the last one? Who was the last uh, when you had a really big prospect like this? It was Zion. Zion, probably. Yeah. And did you see a lot of teams tank? I don't think so. Not really. Not really. I mean, you got all these stars like that are kind of at the end of their prime. Or end of their, yeah, end of their prime. They were talking about uh, Portland doing that last year <clears throat> where they set Dame down early in, like, February and then really didn't pursue wins after that. Huh. For who? Uh, nobody, just to restructure, just to move people around. Mm. Ah, well, I could see that happening. Like you said, man, it's a business. It's a business. But anyway... So, I got, we'll just play this game like dirty we always do about this time. Business. We're going to tell a story. We're going to go around the horn with uh, one sentence each. Uh, so, let's go with like a Halloween theme. Know what I mean? <coughs> I can yes. lay by the bay, make things out of clay. I just may. Stay. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Halloween theme, go around the horn four times like we do. Uh, go ahead, Randy B., kick us off. Uh, oh, it was a cold Thursday evening. Around 5.30 p.m. 
and it was just now getting dark. And I couldn't stop thinking about her. <laughs> when that laugh, <laughs> last leaf fell mean. off the tree. <laughs> and it was on the sidewalk <laughs> And I said to myself What the hell does this have to do with Halloween And there I was And I still couldn't stop thinking about it <laughs> Who you ask? My boo <laughs> I've seen her take off her mask. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish I hadn't. Because now I'm more in love. (laughs) (laughs) With who she really is. (laughs) She's real spooky, that one. (laughs) And then I asked her to take off her hunchback. (laughs) Oh, Because <laughs> I really like to rub it <laughs> and sniff it. <laughs> but I'd rather sub it. Start over now. Let's start over. Yeah. 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 Round one. Unspoken words. 102. (laughs) Uh Hey. All right. Let's do it again. This time, let's do trick or treating. Stopped with me. I'll start it up. All right. Then you start it up. (laughs) Then trick or treating. That's the only premise. Okay. Go. When Halloween, I was trick or treating in a real scary neighborhood. It was real scary, but I knew I'd be okay because I was going by her house. And I had an extra pillowcase just in case. (laughs) 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 I was like, let's go then. But she wouldn't answer her door. Then her caller came out and said, I don't have any candy. You're too sweet for me. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes Auntie. Uh Oh. And Uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got real scared. Of uncle. (laughs) 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 Nothing. Because uncle has his Halloween costume was a slutty cat. (laughs) And I knew he'd steal all my Reese's. They always get stuck on his one tooth. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, here, can I get that for you? (laughs) You 
can use my pillowcase. Yay! Yeah! All right, yeah! You should have said you can use my pinky finger. You can use my pinky toe. (laughs) (laughs) Trick or treat. To clean behind your tooth. (laughs) 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 I just see the time. I just want to see the time. How come it's always her? It's always got to be a her in there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ended up going to her house, trick or treating at her house. Why would I want to go to her house? She doesn't even give out good candy. Oni, what's her name? She don't even cook. She only gives out the snack size. She should give out full bars. JC's really acting bad. Because she gave him a candy. Did you guys see that one meme with the hot dog and really mac and cheese on top? (laughs) What did it say? Man, I forgot what the hell it says. (laughs) When you you make uh, dinner for her or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I like the one that I think I sent it to you guys. It when you said, make her favorite dinner? When he's make um when he makes when he plans a romantic dinner. Yeah. There's like a bologna sandwich with Doritos on there. <laughs> VHS blood in, blood out. <laughs> a little pinner. <laughs> <laughs> blood in, blood out. I like that um sober house costume. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Sober house bro. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, uh, I thought that was JC at first. That long ass t shirt. Five X t shirt. Meeting slip. Empty pack of Newports. <laughs> <laughs> fake gold chain. Oh, yeah, fake gold chain. Oh, and uh, New Era flat bill hat. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so. This month, uh, we took care of our our tenth step uh, last week. So the rest of this month, I believe we're gonna have some people. That's why we got Ron coming in today. We're gonna talk about the scarier side of addiction. Yeah. You know, just some scary stuff like we did last October. Uh, we're just gonna do a couple weeks this year. Not really get into it. And we we're just talking about it before air, man. It was kind of really affected us last year when we did that because um, we just went back and like relived that crap. That we put ourselves through, and um, I was having a conversation with one of my mentors today, and he shared some stories with me that I'll share later, but I was really just talking to him about that, like how when we tell these stories, we like put ourselves through it again, and I remember last year, man, I had nightmares, for real, man. I had nightmares just from that, uh, the month of October, those episodes, and we were talking about those scary things that we went through in our addiction Things we seen, things we heard, that was crazy. Any I thoughts on that? <clears throat> I don't. I don't know if I had like, uh, like actual nightmare nightmares. Yeah, probably, maybe. But I do know that I had a hard time trying to re-listen to it. Like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if I could do that, man. <clears throat> Especially at like when I try to listen to them at night. Yeah, like, before I go to sleep, and I, I I couldn't do it. Oh yeah, gotta wait till noon. Then all that creepy little kids, always little kids, man. Oh, little I know kid, that. that little girl. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I did that, but that kind of, yeah. Why? I remember like last year we had my nephew Jericho on and he was talking about like he didn't even really get, like he's a normie. Like he just quit drinking, like stopped, and, you know. Yeah. You know, like we can't do that. But anyway, like he wasn't even like full blown, like drinking 24 hours a day for weeks on end. It was just like he went out to drink and he was 
experiencing those things. I thought that was crazy. Paranormal? Yeah, paranormal stuff. Paranorman. <clears throat> oh, yeah, one thing. <clears throat> um, just a little thought I had today because I like to listen to that Sasquatch Chronicles. Yes, shout out to Sasquatch Chronicles. It's a podcast. I like to listen to that. and A lot of them are... Um, What's it about? It's about Sasquatch oh. encounters. People just like people. He brings people on. They oh, tell their stories. Sasquatch. Ah, Yiddish. Yiddish. Yeah. Sometimes Sasquatch gets mistaken for Bigfoot, yet he never complains. Yet he. I was late on that one. Too late. Now, there you go. Ah, there it is. There it is. Um. Because I know, like, with us natives, when we see something, like, if we're not using stuff, like, we see something, uh, it's we usually attribute it to it because we're doing something we're not supposed to be doing or we're overdoing it. Say we're just, like, driving around all the time, like, going here and there, partying all the time, and then we see a spirit or something in the car. It's like, oh, shoot, man, I better chill out on this driving around so much. Better stay home a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so I was wondering, like, if that had... Anything like if that's kind of the case with like these uh Sasquatch Bigfoot sightings, I wonder what do you mean? You mean like, <clears throat> like they're not living right because a lot kinda of them like are a warning, yeah, like a warning. So, a lot of these guys are like hunters. I probably say like 50% of the stories are hunters, so oh. they're like hunting way too much, you oh. know? Okay, so like, so then like Bigfoot or whatever that spirit is, it just like manifests in front of them. Just to be like, hey man, you're out here too much. And a lot of times, what happens with when they see Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever, like they quit hunting, they quit going in the woods. These guys. That's what that dude did on Harry and the Hendersons. Remember, he was a those him and his dad were hunter. He owned oh, yeah. a, he owned a outdoor shop. Yeah, yeah. And and then he was they were big time hunters. But then after they met that Sasquatch, and he quit hunting. Yeah. He could, couldn't shoot anything after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really remember Harry and Hendersons. I just remember like when they ran into him on that mountain road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, him and his him and his, or his dad owned the uh, outdoor shop, and he he's a big time hunter dude. Yeah, I remember uh, when they brought him home and he came back to life. Right? I mean, they thought he was dead. <coughs> yeah, he woke up, but he he and everybody his, was freaking out. His dad turned his uh, um, <coughs> his store into the Bigfoot headquarters. Oh yeah. yeah. Told him to draw the world headquarters. A, yeah, told him to draw a big foot, and they drew Harry and the Hendersons, and he, oh. he said, "I asked for a monster, and you bring me a goddamn giant gerbil." <laughs> <laughs> he was mad. <laughs> I remember that part when he gets in that car, and then there's like a big old bump because of his yeti head. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, said that's that's what he did on the on the movie that oh. he, those guys were hunters, but then, mm. um, that plays into like. How the Illuminati operates. They hide the truth right in front of your face. So maybe that's what they were doing. Like, like, <laughs> like there's some truth to that. Like, if you're out there just abusing your hunting privileges, then, then Sasquatch or Harry Henderson will come and see you. And then he's like, oh, man, I don't want to go out there no more. No. Do you think there's any truth to that, though? As far as what? Like your, like your high. Um, My hypothesis? Yeah. I think it could be. Um, like, or the people aren't living right. Cause I, I noticed that I started noticing that, that the people never really talk about themselves. Yeah. Uh, cause one of the people that I was saying, he said, man, I wasn't living right. And I was, he was like a writer and he had this log house, like way out in the sticks. He's like, man, I wasn't right. I was on drugs and 
doing this, using drugs to like write and what have you and stuff. And then like he was driving down the road, seeing this big old light and it disappeared. And there's like a deer on the road. He went over there and it was like just motion. Like it wasn't moving, but his eyes were, that deer's eyes were looking at him. And he's like, what the heck? And he turned around and there's a Bigfoot like standing about Damn. 40 yards away from him on the road. You could just see the silhouette. And it was just like, it was just like growling at him. So then like, <clears throat> then after that experience, then like, you know, he changed his life. That's nuts. Maybe, <clears throat> yeah, it's got to be more than that though, because I mean, like just going around over killing. I don't think that's probably the 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 one thing that will no because there's probably a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that just shoot whatever indiscriminately. Oh yeah, like let's go to Africa and shoot a water buffalo and like, kind of like the movie The Pest for what and you know yeah. like, just to just to say I shot one yeah, yeah. just like, to mount it. <laughs> <laughs> In your trophy room. See, see, that's, that's <laughs> something inherently wrong with that. Want to mount animals. Yuck. JC, don't be mounting anim- animals. Kind of hot in these rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I pictured when you guys were talking about that. These are sitting there, a little tiny fan. <laughs> it goes out. <laughs> I just like when like that was gonna keep him cool, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I just now got that the whole thing. It's kind of hot. He's right. He's in the rhino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this guy. <laughs> Twenty years later, <laughs> he starts jabbing at that little hole. <laughs> Man, those those uh, people on a safari. Oh, look, it's giving birth. <laughs> that dude starts gagging. He <laughs> <laughs> comes out all crazy. Ace Ventura. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh man, I don't, I don't think that movie would have. I probably would have got canceled. If that came out today. Yeah, there's so many things that people would complain about. Probably. Yeah, like it probably would have never left the theaters when it come out on VHS. Didn't age well. Nothing's gonna age well. I don't think. <clears throat> no. Anymore. What trips me out is like the remakes of the movies that were in our childhood. Yeah, I know. It was like I read a thing on that. I said, "What the hell? Why can't we? Like, why are these like?" Studios like being so lazy. Why can't they just make up another story? Yeah, instead of remaking the old ones already, because they're 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 trying to sell you your nostalgia, uh, recapture your youth. Yeah. True, true. Like I didn't ever, I never thought Footloose was a great movie. I didn't see why they had to do a remake on it. Yeah, they should remake. Karate Kid couldn't have, can't remake that. Mm. They should remake La Bamba. Blood, blood in, blood, blood out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Remake those movies. Remake the 13th Warrior. That was a good one. That was a great movie. I've never watched it. Man, you got to go home good. tonight and watch it. 13th Warrior? 13th yeah. Warrior. <laughs> I remember when I brought that up a couple episodes ago. You're like, how come they call him the 13th Warrior? Because like, he was the 13th one. <laughs> the 13th one? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Profound. <laughs> I don't think they should remake anything. Nah. Just, you know, like, how many more Spider-Mans are we going to get? How many more Batmans are we going to get? 
How many more? They just no, keep I mean, changing I want, the actors. Yeah. How many Jokers? Yeah. I don't think any Joker can beat Heath Ledger. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I, 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 no, no. I'm lying already. Right? So Danny I, DeVito? No, the, um, it was the Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. He's a great Joker. Different storyline. Yeah, I think that's the thing, though, is that it was a completely different, it's almost like a different universe. Yeah. True, true, true. The so, Dark Knight? Dark Isn't Knight. that what it was? Dark, no, the Dark Knight, and then he's talking about Joker. But weren't they talking about, like, that whole movie, the Joaquin Phoenix one was, like, kind of freaking, like, down, like, dark and yeah, ugly? Was, yeah, it was, um... <clears throat> It was super dark for uh, even for DC. DC is usually dark anyway. Apparently, if you read the, the actual comic comics, like those graphic novels, there's some that Joker dude's got some things wrong with him, bro. Oh yeah, he's got some issues. Yeah, he's uh, like <clears throat> serial killer. Yeah, like killing kids and stuff. Yeah, like just don't even care. Yeah, he's like super out there. But remember at the end of the Batman, <clears throat> uh, the villain on there. Is that Team Edward one? Yeah, the Team Edward one. Remember at the end of the Batman? Who was the villain on there? I can't remember. The main guy. It was uh, Penguin, wasn't it? Supposed to Penguin, be. yeah. Um, who did they put in the jail cell at the end? It looked like supposed to be Joker. Huh? Yeah, it was Joker next to him. But who was the guy? Riddler? Was it Riddler? <coughs> no, no, no. no uh, 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 oh, yeah. You're right. I think it was Riddler. Oh, yeah, it was Riddler. Yeah, yeah. On the original Batman? No, the oh, Batman. The, Batman. Oh, the latest one? one? Didn't you watch? Remember you said you... Yeah, I watched it. That, you don't remember? remember. Twilight. Because at the end, they guy. put him in that jail cell, and then... So what do you call you? And he said, Riddler. And then that guy in the next cell, they don't ever show him. They just hear... They, it's a Joker laugh, though. Yeah. He sure says a riddle um, to the Riddler. Then they start laughing together. So mm. I was wondering if that's going to be like part another, another Batman, another team part of that Batman. series. That series. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> I like that one though. It was dark and it was kind of slow, like you said. I liked it. It was it's interesting. I think that's the only way I can watch movies. Though, is like at the movie theater. Mm. Is that way you're stuck, huh? Uh, yeah, because uh, like like me, man, my attention span is only so. So I'll, yeah. I'll see what's on Squirrel. the channel. Because okay, yeah. when I watch TV, I'll watch TV, I'll get into it, and then at like a commercial or something, change it. And then I look at my phone. No. No. Oh, no. I don't even watch. I don't like, you like that? commercials. No. Oh. Yeah. When, I, when I watch, like, I can't even, like, watch 10 minutes, you know? Uh-huh. I, I'm already on my phone, and it's like, well, except for that. Uh, Redeem. That was awesome. Man, I didn't touch my phone at all. <clears throat> on what is Redeem that? Redeem team? Netflix. Netflix. Uh, came out yeah, Friday. Friday, bro, for sure. Came out Friday. Yeah, it came out Friday. I already watched it three times. Oh. <laughs> Is that good? Huh. I want to rewatch it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it just really highlights Kobe's killer instinct and the USA team's lack of killer instinct up until Kobe got there. He had to set him straight, huh? Yeah, he's like, but he came in. He didn't come in like, oh, this is my team, blah blah blah. He just came in and like real, real humble. Started diving on the floor and playing mad defense, working hard and basic, scrimmages and basically stuff. Uh, led by example. Yep. Yeah. That one. That one night they all went and partied. Oh, Chris Paul, Carmelo, 
they all went out and partied in Vegas because they're in Vegas. Yeah. And then he, and then they came back, and Kobe was on his way to the gym. Like everybody else went out, but Kobe. And then when they came back, it was like four in the morning, whatever. He was, was just on now his, on his way. He was on his way to the gym. Like, what's day. up, fellas? Yeah. Like he was in his gym gear, had his bag, and he was walking in the lobby. And those guys were just coming back from partying. <clears throat> and then after, after that, that, he changed the culture. Yeah, then and they started that, getting up. Yeah. yeah. They start following him, LeBron, mm-hmm. and then everybody else. And then after one week, everybody was in the gym on Kobe's time. They said, it's cool. Bro. But you yeah. can drink any time of the day there, so it doesn't matter. But I think that's why they even had to have the redeem team because, like, NBA players were kind of uh, taking it kind of like a vacation, huh? Yeah. Like in, was it 04? Athens? 04, yeah. A lot of them, because of that, uh, there's, like, fear of, like, terrorism and stuff. So then they, uh, nine players on the team pulled out. We did on the 2004 team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hey, Shaq was on that team Yeah, yeah. Shaq 04 04 But he Left Oh he didn't want All nine of them left Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even catch that up Shaq, Shaq, that oh, up. Nobody Shaq, Shaq pulled out <laughs> Yeah That's what he did <laughs> Did you see that thing on Facebook With Shaq Oh, and, uh, when he was going back and forth with LeBron? No, he said he was a, he said I was a serial cheater. He was, really? Like, he was cheating on his wife oh, the whole time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he's in the NBA. Oh. Shawnee. Dang. I'm pretty he sure just, he's he not just came out. He just came out like about a week and a half ago. Oh, because really? Of the, uh, because of the Aimee Udoka yeah. scandal. Yeah. And they uh-huh. asked him to like talk and he goes, I can't judge that or him and Matt Barnes, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're, they all do that. I mean, not all, I won't say all. That's kind of concrete, but. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, so, like, at a regular job, like at Albertsons or something, say two employees are having an affair. Like, they don't suspend them. I don't know why they do that there. I mean, they probably will. I mean, now now they probably would. Or they would at least. It's consensual, though. <clears throat> and they're adults. Yeah, but it, but okay, it depends. Like if you guys are both working at the deli, that's one thing. But if you got some lady that's a cashier and then you got the general manager, that's frowned upon. I'm gonna be an IO two and she's gonna be an IO one. <laughs> Will that be paper or plastic? <laughs> right next to the hot dogs <laughs> or the buttons. <laughs> That's what I need to know. I got the buttons. <laughs> right next to the hot sauce. <laughs> All right. I think we're warmed up, so let's get yes. into the main topic. DJ, are you ready? I said, are you ready? All ready. All right. Well, hit me with that beat. Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. We're here at Unspoken Words 102, and we're gonna get we're gonna get scary on you. We're gonna get scary. Free. So grab your blanket. <laughs> 
Grab your hot cocoa. Turn on all the lights, because here we go. <laughs> grab your boo. <laughs> Put your wool socks on. You grab your rosary. <laughs> Everybody just turned it off right there. <laughs> Screw these guys. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Uh, no, yeah, so we're going to start off. We're going to get into some experiences that we had, or more specifically, what experiences that Ron had when in his yes. addiction. Uh, some scary stuff, and I got some other stories that um, I, in conversation the past week, that I'm going to share uh, with some individuals who didn't want to come on, but were willing to share their story, but would like to stay anonymous. Thank you. We appreciate you, oh, anonymous. Yeah, we, we appreciate your anonymity. Your anonymity. Can we get the initials? Um, A-A. A-B-C. A-A-A. A-A-A. So at this A-A-A. time... Uh, Ron, why don't you remind everybody where you're from? How long you been in recovery? What What are you up to these days? Who's your name? How much? Yeah. Who's your name and what's your parents? My name is Ron Fallsdown Jr. Uh, um, uh. Grew up in Lodgegrass. Yeah. Uh. LG, baby. LG, baby. One Our love. Creek Division. <laughs> Our Creek Disciples. OC Nation. OC Nation, <laughs> baby. Uh, my parents are Ronald and Georgie Fallsdown. <laughs> Uh, or yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got lost. We're sure about that one, huh? Mm. Oh, no. How long you been walking <laughs> the red roads, sir? Uh, a little over seventeen months. Awesome, oh, nice, ooh, awesome. Ooh. Yeah, hey. moving right along. Hey. 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 Air horn. Hey. Hey. Awesome. Yeah, going on eighteen. Uh, mm. November will be November second. Will be eighteen. So uh, just moving yeah. right along, dude. And uh, awesome. Right now, in recovery, I'm just, and I'm stuck on this fourth step. And oh. I was wondering why. I was wondering why. You know, I was like, why? But I found out. Mm. You know, the reason why I got locked up in 2008-17, mm-hmm. it finally, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I got to meet with my sponsor tomorrow, and we're going to go through it. Nice. Get nice, past nice. the fifth step, you know? And yes, it's, sir. it's, uh, I was wondering what I was holding, what, what was holding me back, but I just, you know, I had to. F- wow. And I, I've been on step four for a while, dude. You know, oh, yeah. Just kind of putting it off, putting it off. Yep. My sponsor was busy, whatever, but because um, he's he's got a supervising job. Yeah. He works for the for uh, UPS. Mm. And, uh, Free deliveries, yeah. baby. Yeah. He's, uh, so yeah, I'm moving right along. Still in a sober Ch- living house. Still. You yes, know, sir. Doing, uh, doing, I I I do uh, for Gia their peer support. I'm a member of their. Uh, Advisory council. Nice. So we come in on Wednesdays, first, second Wednesday of the of the month. We just talk about you know their weaknesses, their strengths, give them ideas. Yeah. Um, on their peer support. So right now they're busy. They they just got a new office. Nice. And they're moving and stuff. So kind of put that <clears throat> off for you know a few. But um, yeah, man, my uh, he's one of my mentors, Richard Todd, and he's he's mm. really. Wants to utilize, you know, especially being a Native American that he wants, you know. Yeah. And he told me the percentage, you know, average is probably about 75% on, you know, Native American on the streets. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, can't really, we can't really pinpoint it, but, you know, it's up there. Yeah. So <clears throat> trying to, you know, utilize me to tell my story, share my story, uh, look out for these people, you know, say hi, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Just to yeah. kind of break the ice because... 
where they where they are, they're right in the heart of downtown, right? Yeah. Like their thrift store and yeah. people sleep outside and they're mostly native, you know? And yeah. They kind of want to, uh, I don't know, not, not shun them out, but still, you know, kind of yeah. give them good, good, you know, so I think that's. Resources. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. A resource? <laughs> Resources. Oh. Thoroughbreds. Quarter horses. Ah. Quarter horses. <laughs> no, that's good, man. Yeah, I know we yeah, haven't sat bro. down and talked in a minute, so, man, that's good. Because when you first, last time you came, what was it, like on your year? Just past your year, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, that's good. Man. That was episode 69, too, huh? That was the first one. And then yeah. 79, I came. Ten, okay. Ten weeks later. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Third time. Third nice. time's a charm. Nice. Yes. Now you're going to scare our listeners. Air horns. So let's make the transition into, um, yeah, just something a little bit more. How many stories you got? I know you said you told me you had one, but is there any kind of like little smaller things that happen that kind of. Shadow people uh, or anything like that. Now, when I was a Our, kid, I, yeah, grew up, yeah. I grew up right there in Old Creek, you know, about, about three and a half miles southeast of Lodgegrass. And yeah. My grandma was there, and, uh, man, I, I'd hang out with her every time, and she'd be like, don't be scared, you know. Mm. This is Old Creek, because, you know, you're growing up, like, oh, you, you know, it, it means death and oh, yeah. that, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we were grew I grew up kind of fearful of owls, you know. Mm, yeah. But she's like, you're, you're in the heart of Owl Creek. She's like, don't be scared of them, you know. Yeah. I, I always used to be, she like, lived about 200 yards away. Yeah. I used to be scared to walk home. And, oh, yeah. And then she, she pushed me, pushed me, you know. And then after a while, <laughs> I wasn't even afraid of anything, dude. I, yeah. I was the little guy, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up out there, I mean, I love it out there. Like, it's it's there's no evil spirits. There's no spooky, you know, mm. whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never encountered yeah. myself, but other people have, you know, like, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a child of the land. I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. 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 yeah familiar. Yeah. <clears throat> no, oh, no, I get that. Cause I remember that kind of reminded me of like when I was in middle school, I get dropped off after basketball practice in wintertime and our lane was like a quarter of a mile long. I had to walk that, and then like I remember the first like when when basketball practice first started, I was scared, you know, just my head down and walking as fast as I could for that whole quarter of a mile in the dark. But then after you know, after a few weeks, you know, I just get off and strut, and my dog would come. I could see him coming. I could start seeing in the dark, like your eyes would acclimate yeah, and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I understand that. Yeah. You just kind of get used to it out there. Yeah. Right on, right on. So, you want to get into the story that you brought? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah do it, man. Uh, so, we're, I was running around with my brothers, man, my little brothers, and uh, I forgot, I think we were in Billings for about three days. We were here running around, you know, just running amok, and then we went down, and then uh, we met up with, with another one. He was at the barns. Mm. And then he was putting us to work, you know. He was, he was, you guys do this, and I'll pay you guys whatever, you know, because we didn't have no money. I didn't even have no money to get home. Yeah. Anyways, we're running around Crow. I was going to my mom's, eating whatever, and then because uh, my mom lives in Crow, anyways, went to the barns, and then it just hit me, bro. I was like, this guy, where he's sitting. Yeah. I was just like, 
done, you know. I was tired, man, up the whole time, whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I went home, got some gas, got enough gas to get home. Yeah. To Owl Creek. And the boys stayed at the barns because they had, you know, they were still, they had their. Chores. Yeah, their chores and they had their headlamps and whatever. And it was because it was dark by this time. Yeah. And I went home and I said, I'll leave the door open, man. You know, because they lived with me. Yeah. And I went into my room. And I would crashed out, and checks the boys weren't even home yet. This was probably it was early too, about eleven o'clock at night, you know. Mm. And then, uh, as I was sleeping, and then I could hear, you know, I could hear, like when someone walks in, I could hear the front door open because my room's right there oh, at the front door. It's a three bedroom house. Anyways, mm. you can hear it, you know, or like the. The door, you can, like, especially I keep my window open, you can, you know, everything kind of rattles yep. around, whatever. I heard that door open, and I thought it was the boys. One of them, anyway, because I didn't hear them outside. Yeah. They come talking and laughing. And anyways, I heard the door, but I was still asleep, you know? And yeah. then I heard a, like, a little, little footsteps. I didn't think anything of it, and then my door opens, and then, boom, before I can react, there was this little, I don't even know what it was, a little demon or whatever, he he just held me down, grabbed me, and just held me down. Ooh, Holy cow. And then I, I couldn't I couldn't even move, dude. I yeah. couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I couldn't yell. I, and this went on for probably about two, three minutes. Like I could hardly breathe. Yeah. You know Dang. what I mean? Like Dang. he really had me. Yeah. He had me, dude. And uh and then all I all I could think of was, you know, like my mom's prayers and you know, our grandma's prayers and I, and all I all I could say was, you know, Jesus. Jesus, yeah. that's all I could say. That's all I, you know? Yeah. I said it about, probably about four or five times, then he let me go. Yeah. Wow. He let me go, and he was laughing at me. Ooh. And he goes out, my bedroom door shuts it, and <laughs> out the front door. And shuts the front door? Goes out the front door again. And Dang. this is the crazy part. Five minutes later, my bros come up, and they're all laughing around, hey, you know, and they're, and they're you know, freaked you know, talking out. smack to Talking smack to each other and stuff, and you know, like they didn't even know this all went on. Yeah, and they came in and they had, they had, you know, they had things, you know, and they're mm. like, "Well, let's, you know, let's do this." And I was like, "All right," and I sat up. I didn't say anything. And yeah, they're like, "Bro, you look like you've seen a ghost." Oh, mm. <laughs> I said I encountered a demon or something, bro. I said he was real tiny, bro. He's probably like three feet high, but yeah. he was big. Like you know what I mean? Like and strong. They're strong, dude. Like, like you know, like a yeah. hobbit. Yeah, but you know, like, like a gremlin. It was crazy, bro. Like Did I you couldn't see, his see face? him. I couldn't see him. Oh, you couldn't see him. I couldn't see him because I was asleep when when he grabbed me. You know, and he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, ooh, he, like then, he, had, uh, and he had a hold of me, dude. The, everything, like I couldn't even move my legs, nothing. But he was real tiny. Yeah, and and then I, I came to. And he let, or he let me go, and I came to, and he was laughing. Yeah. It was uh-huh. crazy, bro. It was evil, man. It was oh, really evil, man. dude. Dang. And then my bro comes in, and, and you know, we're all talking, and damn, it looked like you seen a ghost. I was like, I had an encounter, bro. And then he was like, and then he was like, you got, and he's younger than me. And he's like, yeah. bro, you gotta get right, man. Too many bad deeds. Yeah. And then we smudged, you know. Yeah. And what we we're trying to do, we we're trying to drink a bottle and you know smoke whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we just cut all that off, and they just sat there with me and just, you know, like yeah. gave me support. But I, at the time, I wasn't, like you said, remember, like, all these, I wasn't living right. I was doing drugs. Yeah. Different girl every night. 
You know what I mean? And yeah. the way my dad raised me was, you know, you have to respect women mm. no matter what. Yes. Every day <clears throat> he, he drilled that into my head. But anyways, like I was disrespecting these women and I was going against what my dad taught me and he was just probably about a year gone, you know, at yeah. the time. Yeah. And mm. I was living inside his house. Mm. I was doing all these things, you know, I was, I was doing drugs, you know, women, whatever, just partying or just doing all these bad things. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, dirty deeds, bro. He's like, you need to get together. So we smudged, we prayed, you know, we sat there. Yeah. Didn't even do anything. We put all that stuff away. We took it outside, you know, and we smudged inside and make sure. And then, but to this day, man, I, I, I don't keep my door unlocked. Yeah. Even if I have, have someone coming up, you know what I mean? Because yeah. my mom got and she's like, why did you leave? Because I told her eventually, you know. Yeah. She's like, why did you leave the door unlocked? Dang. And, but he was smart enough to come in, you know. Yeah. Knew, knew where I was. So I felt like he was watching me and doing, you know. What do you call yeah. that? Uh, it kind of scared you straight. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then I should have, I should have got it then. Yeah. This was probably like 2015. I should have got it then, you know. I should have, mm-hmm. you know. Like probably about a day, use that to make me find myself. But I just kept going. I just kept mm. going, and yeah, worse and worse till you know till I ended up in federal prison, bro. And mm. you know, so that's kind of where like the journey started as far as um, like starting to wake up. Yeah, yeah. Dang. But you couldn't see it though. I couldn't see it. I I could only feel him. Like, and he was. I he, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. Were you laying on your back. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And he he had me, bro. Like, I, and all I could say was Jesus. And when I said it like six times, then he finally let go. And then he he was laughing at me like like a mocking laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like I got you. Yeah. Like I showed that's you. Scary, huh? Fuck, that's creeped out, man. Dog, I'm gonna slay here. That reminds me. So, like my story that I shared last year, man, I seen like a same thing. Like this figure, man, of like a little gremlin by the rock up here. Um, off the of, rims? Yeah, right under the rims. Remember that canal? I used to go up there from my house, and then I would walk to 8th Ave, and I'd come back and then walk the same way. But one night on my way back, man, I encountered something like that. Dude, I never got so scared in my life. Yeah. yeah he's, he's quick, too. He's fast, yeah. man. He's, you know, he was out the front door. Kind of looked like the little leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. And I, he had boots on, dude. Like, he had boots on. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know when somebody walks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Walks into the house with boots on. You said when he grabbed you, was, he made some, like, he said something? Or he's like, like Yeah, he's just, like, growling, <laughs> like, just, like, wanting to hold me down. And, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. He didn't, just, just growling. Yeah. And it was crazy, man. Like, kind of like a little tiny voice, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh. uh Hey. Yeah, but growling, you know, like a willow kind, willow type. Yeah, yeah. like know. Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> like Snickers growl. <laughs> no, man, that's very interesting because, like, I've had similar experiences, but it was, <clears throat> I wasn't, like, this was, uh, I was, like, 16, 17, 18, right around there. Like, I wasn't using <clears throat> yet. But I had those sleep paralysis just exactly like that. I didn't hear footsteps or I didn't, like, I just, like, have, be having these nightmares, these dreams where this demon or spirit was just came and jumped on me and, like, took me down. And then, like, I was like, oh, and then, like, I tried to wake up and I couldn't. And then, like, 
open my eyes and I'd be in my room. I didn't see anything, but I could feel something holding me down. And like, I couldn't move exactly what you said. And my eyes, I could just move my eyes and I like, oh, and I did the exact same thing. I just said, Jesus, I finally got it out. And then I was like, Poof, it was gone. And I sat up, man. I remember both times it happened when I was like in high school. Man, I went down like my room was upstairs, and I went downstairs, and I turned on all the lights. And I just sat there, and then like I just sit there until I like was okay. That's I'm, scary, I'm, man. You know, going a hundred miles an hour, and I was like, "What the hell was that?" But it happened twice. I was like, you know, like seven, like I said, like 16, 17, 18, right around there. I was still in high school. I remember that. Yeah, yeah bro. And then like five minutes, not even five minutes later, the bros keep come rolling up. Yeah. And they can pull right into the front of my house, right? And yeah. They're, they're jamming out and they're they're all laughing and, you know, talking smack to each other. Yeah. And they come in and I'm just still laying there, you know, I'm just like, and they come straight to my door and then they turn the light on and they're like, right, you know, and yeah. we got all this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get up and I sit there and I don't even say a word, dude. Wow. And then, and then that's when uh, my brother Justin comes in and he, he knew right away because he was the closest one to me. Yeah. At the time, you know. Yeah. And it was Junior, Sai. I think it was Sai and Justin. Mm. They're all at the barns and then they came. Dang. And uh, Justin was the last one in because Junior is the one who opened the door and you know. Yeah. Hey, Ron, we got these, you know, and he had some beers in his hand, whatever, and I was uh, just, just laying there, and then Dang. I kind of sat up, and then Justin walked in, he's like, bro, you look like you've seen a ghost, and I was like, bro, I just had an encounter, man, and Dang. he was the first one right away, he was like, too many bad deeds, bro, because mm-hmm. that's all I did, you know, because when I was in Billings, I wasn't even mm. with them, Yeah, and then I finally caught up to them, and then they're like, where did you come from, and I was telling them, and you know. Yeah, was, it, I was. It was about meth, you know. Yeah. How long did you stop that time? Uh, shit. The next day, I already started up. Damn. Dang. After we smudged and everything, we're like, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah. That's gotten crazy. The first thing that I thought about when you were talking, your mom asked you, "Why'd you leave the door open?" But it wasn't really just that door. Like I. I had the thought of like okay like your your spiritual door like right oh, like yeah, you yeah. left it untended like you left it unlocked and because really like this is what i used to tell one of the guys that i used to uh well i still mentor but i'm like do you have a bottle with you because he called me and need one of your prayers and i'd be like do you have a bottle with you and he'd be like yeah i'm like so why are we gonna pray yeah i said because we're gonna shut all these doors and as soon as we hang up, you're going to crack your bottle and you're going to take a drink. I go, that's like leave, like uh, walking through your house, cleaning your house. And then you leave for a while and you leave the door, the back door open. Mm. I'm like, those mice and stuff will come in, right? Like they find, a, they find an opening any, any way that they can get in. But that's kind of like my first thought was like your lifestyle at the time, like opened up this door to this. And you really, because... What you described is like, okay, like I was paralyzed with fear. Yeah. And that's what the enemy does. He comes in and he wants to intimidate us. Mm. He wants to scare us. And then like the feeling of camp breathing, like that's like a, you know? Yeah. Uh, crazy though. Wow. And that was my only encounter out there. Yeah. Like I've, I'm not even scared to be out there alone, you know? Yeah. I'll be out there a week and a half, whatever, by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll walk to town. I'll walk, you know, during 
at night sometimes because yeah. I need a cigarette or whatever. Yeah. And but that was my home, you know. And yeah. I felt, I felt comfortable and you know. Oh yeah. But I felt like it was almost like uh, karma going against my dad's teachings and yeah, you know, because like it says, even in the Bible, you got to respect, you know, your father and your mother, or whatever. And I disrespected him. Yeah. He was already buried. Yeah. And th- that's the part, you know, like. Mm-hmm. How about um, like after that? Now, do you still feel comfortable out there? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, like I said, those things happen at my mom and dad's house. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I still feel comfortable out yeah, there. Yeah. There's a sense of peace. There's a sense, you yeah, because yeah. that's where I grew up. Since, yeah. Since 1985, <clears throat> I lived there, you know? Yeah. So. Since the Jerry Curl days. Yeah. Since I had a cherry curl, yeah, <laughs> a cherry curl. <laughs> Since that soul glow. <laughs> uh, what do you think, JCB? I, I I get that because you know that story that I said I told you guys last year about oh yeah somebody calling me and and I when I stood on my front like right my right outside the front door. And I swear that you know, like you, you know, you know your place, right? Yeah. And even if you go out there at night, you know, you know, some even if it's dark, you know, something's out of the ordinary. Yeah. And I saw this like silhouette or shadow or something down going towards the. If you go down the road and then that's where the highway or whatever is, it was going that way and basically coming up the lane. Yeah. And I and I knew like it can't be a tree. It's not a fence post because it wasn't there before. Yeah. And it seemed like every time I went out there and looked again, it seemed like it got closer. But I can hear somebody calling my name. But yeah, and if you want to, you, you can go back and listen to that story. But but like you said, like you know, I'm so used to being out there. Like it, yeah. the only time I ever really, because I was sitting here thinking about it, the only time I ever really like got scared. Yeah, as I, I was under either under the influence or coming off of it, mm-hmm. or like you know craving it. Yeah. Like it was in my mind. Like I could have been two days sober and, you know, wasn't hungover or anything, but I was Jones and Jones and yeah. whatever. But I, then that's when I freaked myself out. But now that I, you know, now that I think about it, it's like I, I don't, I could still walk around out there. Like I went out there and stayed out there a couple months back, maybe about six months ago. Yeah. And I thought I'd be scared. Yeah. I thought I, you know, because. I haven't been back in a long time and, and and I don't know, trying to spook myself or whatever, but I went out there and I was like, man, I used to walk all over out there by myself, you know, like just doing random stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know, not, not anything bad, just whatever, you know, but, um, and I, and I didn't really worry about it. I didn't have nothing. I did just, to me, I had nothing to worry about Yeah, because I wasn't in that spot. Yeah. Right. Like, like that, like he said, those doors those spiritual doors weren't open. Like, I just felt like, you know, I was just comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But I know I did, when I was thinking about it just now, it was like the only time I ever really freaked myself out or maybe even, you know, actually had that experience with something that was dark was when I was, like I said, either using, coming off, or jonesing for it. Yeah. So I think there's there's a lot to be said about, you know, putting yourself in that position. Yeah, and just like saying, you know, <clears throat> like like you said, like um, got to get right. You're not doing the right things. Uh the enemies, 
the enemy's uh, biggest tool is deception, yeah. to lie, to get us to lie to ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing for so long, was lying to myself. Yeah. And I believed it. I believed all that BS that I seen around me, that I grew up with, that I thought was normal, that I thought I had to do, that I thought I had to fall into. And then to ingest that poison into my body and into my mind and into my spirit, just that's a whole nother level. Mm, mm, mm. I didn't even look at it like that until Randy said that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. leaving these doors open yeah. for, to where the enemy is just like on a, you know, on yeah. attack, right? Yeah. You know, when he can, when the, perfect, when, the, when the time is right, you know? Yeah. When I thought about it that day, like I was coming down, I was drinking beer all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I just wanted to go home and sleep. Yeah. And I was by myself, and I left the front door open for the boys. Yeah. So I didn't have to get up, you know? Yeah. They were going to wake me up anyway, and I don't yeah. even know. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's weird, man. Like yeah. Could have, like, could you could have picked it up there at the barns and then, like, brought it home, too. Mm. Yeah, but I think they were headed to Hardin. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to Hardin at the time. Yeah. Like, they were going to go to Hardin. They were going to finish up, go to Hardin, and then. Yeah. So, no, I was talking about like, like that spirit. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You picked it up yeah. there. Yeah, you brought it back <clears throat> um, with you, or it followed you home. Yeah, just because you like that door was open, you know. Because uh, when we're in that state, things attach themselves to you, spirits. Because I know, <clears throat> uh, working as an addiction counselor, uh, man, I smudge that office every day because I know things attach themselves to people. And then they're coming in for CD valves. And then, you know, um, after some, after a certain amount of CD valves of like when I didn't smudge in the beginning, like stuff started happening at that facility. Like when you walk into that facility, there's this little, remember those ting, like yeah. you ring the bell yeah. um, <clears throat> uh, at the front door. And then the nurse came out. Um, but when I left, when I quit working there at our before I started smudging there too, that bell would ring by itself. Ding. And then the nurse would go out there and there'd be nobody. Like, oh, what's going on? Somebody's messing around. And they would check the cameras and like nothing. They'd just hear that bell on the camera too. Ding. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. I I'll I'd buy that because it just because we you get rid of it, it's gotta go somewhere. Yeah. It's got to, I mean, because maybe just go, wait for the next, maybe that was some, it was with somebody else and they saw you come by and say, okay, there's somebody I can attach to. Yeah. yeah. And then you took it and then, then after a while you got yourself, you know, walking down the right path and then he was like, okay, I can't really, I'll try my best to hold on to this guy because that's what he's, that's what the enemy is going to do, right? Yeah. Gets his hooks in you and he's not going to want to let you go, but eventually he's like, okay, this guy, I'll go to the, this one's weaker. Yeah. Sort of like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, um, I mean, at the sober living house I'm in, like, I requested a few times to, to smudge, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got denied all the time, but everybody's like, you know, there's, there's evil spirits in here, man. There's, you mm. know, something's bothering me. Yeah. So I'd have to smudge them. Oh, yeah. If they're native, you know, or yeah. if, if, they, if they want to, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I smudge and pray for pray over you. So we do it outside. Yeah. But you know it gets it probably gets often, but when they go back in yeah. to the room or whatever, uh, I don't know. But it's it's it's, it's kind of uh, <clears throat> you can always go go around the building too. 
Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. Go all the way around. Or even like an alternative, you know, just go through and pray too. Yeah. Yeah. And I had some um, some oil too. Yeah. yeah, And I, because when John, back when John was still in there, he's like, I was like, we'll put some some oil on the door and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. and it worked. He said, he said he felt better. Yeah. But even, even like uh, when it's, when it's dry and it like you make it powdery. Yeah. It's like put it in the corners. Yeah. That's, they told me that's where they, that's where they go is the corners. When you mm. smudge your house and your rooms, yeah. pay attention to the corners. Mm-hmm. Good to know. It's good to Man, know. That's good to know. I didn't know that. That's good. <coughs> I, I'm not supposed to smudge at my spot either, but I do it anyway. Yeah. No, I, I remember. Don't, I don't um, like all, oh, I'm sorry, but. No, go ahead. I, I don't go all full off, like, you know, ah, you know, really make it smoky in there because the thing will go off, but yeah. I, I do it enough to where yeah. I get no, those good. corners. No, that's good because I remember. I was feeling some kind of way at the house, and so I did. I did a smudge, and I went through the whole house. And then at the end, um, I was supposed you know, you're supposed to open up the back door initially, but I didn't do it till the end. And then I just, you know, I said, any spirits here that are not here to help, you're not welcome here. And I said, I ask you to leave right now. And I opened up that back door, man. I opened up that back door, and, like, the size heard a whoo. And then here, man. Our back neighbors, they all have dogs, man. All those dogs start going nuts. <laughs> like, man, I just stood there and I got chills. And I was like, oh, shit. You know? And that was earlier this year. So I was feeling some kind of way at the house. So I just, you know, did that. Yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, being in that house because I didn't even want to be there, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I was like I'm gonna be out here in two weeks, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's been almost 18 months, yeah. So, I like if it wasn't for that house and the structure they have, I wouldn't be where I'm at today, you for know sure. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, like, I don't have I'm not trying to argue with them, I'm not trying to, oh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, you know, whatever, yeah. but because I respect them so much, you know, for taking me in and showing, oh, me, yeah. showing me, you know, word, word, and uh. So when I when I before I go to meetings, yeah, like I'll pray, you know, yeah, because there's people in there that bring, you know, yeah, yeah, either because some of them some of them in AA, like I don't know if it's true, but they say they they use drugs, but they don't drink, so they go to AA meeting, wow, and then vice versa, you know, NA. They drink alcohol, but they go to NA meetings because they're not on dope or whatever, you know. Yeah, I know people. I know <clears throat> some people that smoke weed go to AA meetings. I mean, these days I don't know about all that. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's uh, sometimes, and and I don't want to. I don't want to try to like look down on people or anything. But like one of these meetings that I go to is kind of like a atheist type. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. Agnostic. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. And we have, and it's, it's like it's split right down the middle. But anyways, before yeah. I go in, I pray. You know, I pray. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. My, I don't want to get my spiritual side kind of rattled. Yeah. So I pray, mm-hmm. and I go in there with you know pure intentions of like, you know, saying the right thing. I don't oh, want. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to offend anybody by believing in Jesus Christ. You know, things like that. Yeah. 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 So I pray, and then when I go in. Then I could feel the um, the sacredness 
yeah, yeah. those rooms. You know, they've yeah. been doing this for years. And, oh, and yeah. People would change lives. And, you know, yeah. so I could feel that. And um, so, I mean, I don't got no disrespect, but as long as I keep in tune with my spiritual side, I'm good these yeah. days. Oh, yeah. So, but back then, I was just like, nah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about it. It didn't even cross my mind, you know. Yeah. They, until I was, yeah, until I was, um, he was held, he held me down. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't say anything. You know, I yeah. didn't say it was Jesus until yeah. then. You know, oh. like up and down to to the very, what do they say it? Um, the very minute. You no, know, like, like to where I needed help and where I needed God, Jesus, upon oh. the Yeah, like I didn't seek Him, and up until that very moment, yeah, know, like to the mm. bottom of the bottom. Oh yeah, and then I finally seeked Him, and then He got me out of it. But still, you know, yeah, foxhole prayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I, I I was the same way, you know. Like I was telling these guys before, like I I went through those motions, you know. I'd smudge and I'd pray, but I was still using, still drinking, and like like Randy said too, like he brought up a good point. Like it's just like if you take care of your house and then you just leave the door open when you head out, you know anybody can come in there. So I mean I get it. Like even though I was going through the motions, you're still, I was still open to that yeah and i think that's why but until like you said until i finally realized that this is the only way i can get out of this yeah it's through a higher power then yeah oh man oh run run <laughs> Five then i then that, that that's that's when it you know like i turned that corner well when i realized that i can't like remember i said that those two things can't exist in the same space yeah it's either one or the other yeah and you have to be all in on one. You can't just be halfway on the on on, on the good spiritual path. Mm. But but you can be kind of halfway in on the other one, right? And yeah. still be sucked into that. Yeah. So no half-assing. No no one cheek in here. Full no ass. One foot in two worlds. Yeah. True that. True that. But I think that's a like even to hit on your point, like that's the difference between religion and relationship, right? Yeah. So, like, religion teaches you to do these things that have no power. So, like, and, and it's because you're not in that right standing yeah. until your life's clean from the inside, you know? Essentially, like I said, going through the motions, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without having any real, like, foundation or core or root. Yeah. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, that. Because <clears throat> today, you know, even though I find myself kind of... A little bit more in tune, like spiritually, uh, and I. But my relationship with my higher power, by the day, strewing the colors, like then that things don't scare me, where like they used to, you know, can talk about these things. <clears throat> um, I remember like that man. That was that was terrifying, and that scared the crap out of me. But now I know. To prevent those things from happening, there's steps to take, you know, even like wiping your feet when you're leaving a facility and wiping your feet before you go inside your house. Like, I do those things now. Those are just like real simple things, but they, they work, mm-hmm. you know, because they work because they've been passed down through. That's like a, like a crow cultural thing to do. Um, and they tell us that when we're kids, you know, and they bring us up in that because those things work. And then like the prayer. And then, <clears throat> like, praying over your house, going through your house, praying, um, praying over your loved ones. Like, I know this, uh, this grief, 
I said this a couple episodes ago too. Like the anxiety is really heightened with this mm-hmm. grief in the past year and a half. Um, so I try to worry about things and I try to get like oh 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 and I'm trying to get scared. But you know I know that that prayer, I can run the prayer, man. I can call time out any time and pray. So when I try to start feeling scared, man, I just start praying, man. I start calling calling out to my higher power. Sometimes I pray out loud. Even at home, you know, right in front of everybody. Because I feel that fear coming. Or that worry gets too strong. I start praying. And that's my time, y'all. Oh, yeah. scared. oh man. Scared, so scared you. So I got, um, should I t- tell the story that um, my mentor told me? Yeah. Quiet. Quiet. So at this time, when this happened, he said this was about <clears throat> a month or two before he, like, sobered up. Like, this was towards the end, um, which was like a lot of our stories uh, last year when we were talking about it. So he had been, you know, using and abusing for months, you know, probably years at this time, but on this bender, uh, going through the force. So he was hitting it pretty hard. Um, so, like, a couple months down the road, when he sobered up, like he was in the hospital, they drew his blood. He had like five different substances, including like alcohol, um, in his system. So he's staying at this hotel, just like tearing it up for like a week, getting drunk, getting high. And he said it was like four or five, day four or five in the nighttime. He's watching the TV's just running. You know, he's high, he's drunk, but he's coming down. So he's just trying to like nurse. You know, and like, so it, the withdrawals ain't so bad. He's watching a doc, uh, music documentary, and it's on Michael Jackson. He's looking at the TV, sitting on the bed, and then he said, like, he didn't feel cool. You know, you know how it is, like, when you're like, you've been going at it for like a week or months, at a month, you're just like, not even cool anymore. Mm. You don't feel good at all. Man, he said he was looking at the TV, fucking Michael Jackson came out of the TV. Like, oh. like, came. Remember, like in that scary movie, Ring, Ring, when that girl yeah, just yeah. crawls out of that TV. Said that's what Michael oh, Jackson did. Hell no, that, said Michael Jackson just crawled out of the TV and stood there in his room, and then like morphed into this demon. And he said he was just like sitting there, and like he was backing up this whole time. Like, like he he couldn't say anything. He was just like he finally got out. Like, what the you know, what the f. And then he said everything just all disappeared and the room went back to normal, like what it was, and the documentary was still playing. And he said, like, man, you just start using. Hard. Heavily. Went all in after that, huh? Yeah. Demonic manifestation. Yeah. Man, I was just like, man, I'd be freaked out if it was just Michael Jackson crawling on the TV, but then it morphed into something... I was just mad because he, like I was telling you guys before we went on, like he just texted this to me and I was just like, what the freak, man? Like that smudge again. I know. That's that, uh, what Randy was talking about, you know, like that keeping that door open. Yeah. To, you know, and I didn't even get it until now, but, um, one of my brothers at the house, He's uh, 
know, he reads the Bible. He reads the Bible a lot. He's he's he's, he's he has a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge as far as that goes. And he, Randy, you might know this, but he said uh, he always tells me. He said, uh, "Don't come short of heaven. Don't come eighteen inches short of heaven." He always say that. Mm. At first, I couldn't, and then because I told him my mom's a minister, and you know, I got, and he pr- yeah. he probably thought I knew, you know, I didn't even know. Yeah. But he said it's in the Bible, and I've been looking for it, man. But he said, um, you could say all you want in your brain that, you know, I'm going to make it to heaven. But mm. if it's not in your heart, because, you know, the top of your head to your heart is 18 inches. Oh, uh, okay. You know, and he said, uh, he said, he always says that. He's always like, don't come short, you know, of, you know, of heaven. He always say that. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know where he meant. And then he finally brought it out in the meeting, right? Yeah. And then boom, it hit me. Yeah. And that you can, you know, kind of um you can take that and use it as an analogy into recovery yeah like you can you know you can say i'm gonna be sober and do all these different things and go through the motions but still if you don't have it in your heart mm. it's not gonna work you know yeah. you're oh, pretty yeah. much you know what i mean mm-hmm. try drunking it yeah that's and that's what it is too like like that's that's a, i'm glad you brought that up that's a good one because that's that's how i felt like i was it was in my head like okay if i do this this will happen, but it wasn't in my heart. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I like that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I see that because, like, I remember in my addiction, especially that last year, 2015, when I fell off and I started going back out, like, I had every intention of sobering up tomorrow. And I think about what I was going to do when I was going to sober up, but I never did it until, you know, start hallucinating and hearing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem with everybody these days. I feel like, you know, like my family's, there's a lot of addiction. I don't look, I don't, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't judge them. I, I just pray for them. But their mind, you know, that's what they say. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow sober up. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. And then something comes up. Yeah. And it's like, boom, and their doors are still wide open. And, and you know, one of these days, it's, it's I, I truly believe it's going to hit them and it's going to open their eyes, you know. I mean. Hopefully. We all went through it. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Pretty much. Yep. And I mean, I just pray for these, you know, my my my, my brothers and sisters, man. Pretty much, gr- you know, growing up yeah. with them, I, whatever it is, alcohol, drugs, where it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's 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 all the same poison, like JC said. You know, mm-hmm. and, I mean, when 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 are we gonna, you know, get together? We we just gotta have like a, you know, we gotta come together and let these people know, man, for real. For real. Raise awareness. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that? There's a meme online that I've seen a couple people share. It's talk about I live my recovery out loud. So to help those without a voice. Yeah. Um, and I think that's powerful. It is. It's like you, you live your truth, right? Like because your lifestyle is going to speak uh, better than anything that we can say. True. Like we can, you can, you can think about it. You can write down the most eloquent, you know, whatever, what have you, prayer, um, most wisdom, but yeah, it's really, I lost my train of thought there, but kind of like to go back to your like 18 inches, right? Like you can have all this head knowledge, but unless it's written on your heart, because the Bible does talk about your heart. He says, guard your heart above all else for out of it, pour the issues of life. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when you come into relationship with uh, with your higher power, like, what happens, man? Like, your spirit becomes revived. Like, for me, like, bro, the trees out there, like, man, their leaves got greener. 
the grass on the side of the road. Like, bro, like for the first time I was able to look at it and freaking like really enjoy the scenery mm -hmm. because my spirit had been revived. It came back from the dead where I never appreciated any of this before. You know, God's creation. But when I came into right standing with him, then everything else came to life. And that's really, that's really what it's about. Mm. So when we start using these substances and stuff, we're really inching closer to our death, not only physically, but also spiritually. Mm. Because it's in those times that we don't even know how to pray. Like we feel like for me, like it's like filled with so much shame, hurt, and pain. And it was like, why would God want to hear from me? Mm. I wasn't even in a relationship with him, but every problem that I had was blamed on him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so unfair because it would be like me not having a relationship with my daughter, but every problem in her life, she blamed on me. Mm. I'd be like, man, you never even like wanted to come see me. You know, like you didn't even want to go to Chuck E. Cheese for your birthday. Mm. But I think that's really like, I think ultimately that's like, what it's about is, is that's why your prayers are powerful because you know that pathway. The Bible says, like, the breaker will come upon them and go before them. Uh, Micah 2 and 13, I believe. But what that means is, like, this, uh, this breakthrough, like, a, like, a, like, just this overwhelming sense of breakthrough will come upon you, like, where you, what happened to you. And it became real this time. Because you didn't want to go into sober living willingly. It's something that you had to do. But along the way, man, your heart was changed. It was no longer here, but it was here. You know? Mm. It's like, man, even, mm. if, even if it hurts, I'm going to make the right decision. Even if it hurts, I'm going to keep doing the right thing. And then along the way, those that you thought would stick with you started falling off. Yep. You know, but you kept trucking. And, and the more you kept trucking, the stronger your trust grew with God. To the point of like, man, you know what? Like, I have to be on point. Uh, what is this? Vertically? So that everything else can be right horizontally. True. Very, very true. And I ain't even trying to preach. <laughs> he ain't even trying to preach. No, but, but it is. There's a spiritual aspect to yeah. all this, like, all this fear because, like, it's based on fear. Dude, mm -hmm. I've lived in fear my entire life. Yeah. Like mm. fear of rejection, fear of not being a good enough son. Yep. All that into one, and I was so focused on that. You know, I was, it was, I was out of tune yep. with spirituality. Uh -huh. And then when I came in, um, man, I, I struggled at times. You know, three months in, I struggled. I was like, man, but then I had to think about it, like, all the good was outweighing the bad. Yeah. And I, so I just, you know, that's what, and then they say in AA, you know, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. Mm. He got me into that sober living, right? And yeah. Because my PO, he's the one who got me in there. He, he's like, I'm going to call. He's like, I don't do this. I'm going to call, you know? Yeah. So, and I was high. I was coming down, dude. I was coming down. Mm. He was doing this for me. And I was just, I was a mess, you know? No. But. I truly believe, you know, God put it in his heart to talk to, you know, the boss at Sober Living got me in. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave in two weeks, you know, whatever. Make my make my PO happy. Yeah. yeah. Little did I know. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was so focused on bitterness and resentments and 
fear, and, mm. you know what I mean, of, of not being good enough son, you know, uh, employee, father. Yeah. And low self-worth. Yeah, and then once I started, absolutely. And once I started doing all these things, I started finding out who I really, you know, who I really am. And then yeah. it just, it just, and then all these brains, all, all these chains started breaking loose. You know, I could feel it, bro. I could feel a little bit, you know. And you could probably see it on a podcast too, you know, like just as far, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. The progression, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not when on your guys' level as far as jokesters go, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when it's personal, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, online, uh, you know, on, on oh yeah, yeah. I, off I air. This, yeah, I got this. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I, when I'm, when when we're on air, it's like it's crazy. It's like tongue tied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta do your burback stretches. Let go burback stretches, dog dealer. What was that Jiffy shirt on there today? What? Was that today? Which one? Took that one, the bareback stretches. <laughs> I saw that come up on there because I was tagged. In oh it. yeah, it was today too. You posted oh, yeah. something. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> no, you posted that a while ago. It said, Let go bareback stretches, dog dealer. And then I, I just put a gif on there today. <laughs> I saw that. What was it again? I forgot. What did I put on there? Uh, I know it's funny though. I just cracked up. I started laughing. Was somebody stretching. Yeah, yeah, somebody was stretching. I was it Nacho Libre? No, oh, yeah, it's Nacho Libre. Oh, yeah. Remember, he puts his leg way back there and he puts <laughs> down all on his pants. <laughs> you gotta get those bird back stretches, your spiritual bird backs. <laughs> pretty much. Right. Yeah. You really do, man. I know we're joking about it, but wow. we're really like, that's kind of what we're doing when we're freaking out there drinking and drugging. Hmm. Because. I've said it before on a podcast, like wine and alcohol, they're all spirits. Yep. Freaking meth is man-made. Like, you know, and that's like demonic, bro. Like, it's people say it's the devil's drug. And uh, like, people like, call it the devil. I've seen documentaries. Yeah. And like, like what I always said, too, was it's like being possessed when you're under the influence. Yeah. Mm. Because you don't, you don't, we do things that we don't normally do. And then you watch that uh, the Exorcist. Seeing yeah. the things that that little girl was doing, like kids don't do things like that, yeah. right? So you know that there's something else in there, and I that's oh, what I liken to, to it. Yeah. It's like when when we're when we're drunk or we're high, it's like being possessed because we do things that we wouldn't normally do. We say things to willful possession. Yeah, no. it's just it's true so, that because like I remember, yeah. It, ultimately, what it's trying to do is kill you. Yeah. Because at the end of it, for me, I was, like I said, man, like half a gallon of vodka every day and a 30-pack every day. And you, you can't you can't maintain that very long. Just thinking you, or just hearing you say that and thinking, you know, like in this moment right now, that scares me. Yeah. That scares me for me. It scares me for you guys. It's just like, you know, yeah. man, that's, and, and to think that we were all right there in it. Mm-hmm. And it just. Ugh. It's cringeworthy. How are you with uh, mirrors? Mirrors? Yeah. So, okay. So, I, And I've been thinking about this since we've been talking and it, making me anxious. So maybe there's something there, maybe not. But I never shared it with anybody. But like in like way back in 03, um, it was like towards the end of my relationship. And I was hammered. I went back to our, our, our spot. I was, you know. Uh, there was nobody there. I was by myself. I remember I had a 
pint of Lord Calvert. Ooh, and I was I was drunk, dude. I was like out of it, and I was in there by myself. And uh, um, my my kid's mom had this dresser, but it had one of those round mirrors on it. Yeah, thing. yeah. And I remember I walked in there, and it was like dark, and I kind of saw my reflection. And I hit it with that bottle. I didn't throw that bottle. I mean, because I remember, I, I, if I remember right, I didn't want to break it. Yeah. I didn't want to break my bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw myself in the mirror, and I remember, you know, I don't even know what I said, cussing yeah. around, and I hit it, I hit that mirror with that bottle, and it shattered. Yeah. And I remember after that, everything just went south. Like, that's when I got arrested, or, you know, like, started doing real time, like, months, mm-hmm. years, in yeah. and out of the system, caught a felony. Yeah. You know, not, but like before it was just like, oh man, I have to sit in the drunk tank overnight and, and yeah, the judge yeah, yeah, let yeah. you go. It wasn't like that after that, man. Everything just went south for a long time. Mm. After I looked at it, and I remember and it was, it wasn't, it was me that I saw in that mirror. Yeah. And I said something along the lines of, well, I hate you or I can't stand it, you know, because I was blaming myself for everything that was going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I basically said it's my fault. And after that, after that night, and for the longest time, for years, maybe until maybe about ten years, I finally sobered up. Everything just went. Dang, because I think that was oh three thirteen is when my, and it was around about the same time. Mm. Um, same same season, I guess. So like you almost like cursed yourself. I I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like like, I, I never shared that. I mean, people know that I broke that mirror. Yeah, but I never really shared like the details of it. Like I was hammered, yeah. and I saw myself, and I, and I wouldn't let go of that bottle. Yeah, I didn't throw the bottle. I hit it with that bottle, mm. and broke, shattered that mirror into pieces. And then after that, everything just went. Bang! Like everything, every, everything I seemed to touch just soured. Mm. And I, I, I don't know. Like I've never really been one to take on uh superstitions from non-native culture yeah i will say yeah, yeah. but that's a that's a non-native one because you know the indians didn't have mirrors <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but i'm not trying like i'm not trying yeah. to you know be no. disregarding i had one in my dance bag <laughs> my, mirror bag. My, my purse <laughs> my purse <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like so, like going under ladders or black cats. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, no, no, superstition. Yeah, those those kind. But I mean, you know, is that and native people and crows? You know, we know ours. Yeah, like you know, don't go through a window. Which I always wondered about. Don't go through a window because the back we, window. Yeah, we didn't have windows either. No, that's but, the whole death thing. Because when someone died in their teepee, they took, out, took the out the back and took them out the back. Oh, and and I know that you're not supposed to go underneath. In, in your in your teepee, right? Remember, like, you see a kid will try to climb through in between yeah. the, yeah. without going through the door? Yeah. Not supposed to do that, I know. But anyway, yeah, I mean, to get back to this thing, I was thinking about it just now. and It was making me anxious, but I just had to get rid of it. Yeah. I think, yeah, and then just pray against that. Definitely. The thing I got out of that was um, my dad would always tell me, you know, like, I just, I don't know, just just what I thought yeah, of. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He would always, he'd always tell us, especially when I had kids, he'd always say, mm. meaning, you know, um, our words are sacred. So, 
like whatever you think about yourself or whatever you say about yourself, it you know, like I used to say, man, my daughter's just, you know, like I get after her and I'm like, man, she's crazy. She's, you know, whatever. Yeah, and and yeah. then he would say, he'd pull me aside and say, you have to speak life in there. You have to, you know, positive mm. things. Yeah. So I feel like when you did that, seeing yourself doing that, you know what I mean? It just kind of like shattered your whole world or, you know, that's kind of thing yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. I got, you know what yeah, I mean? And, like, and that's, that's kind of like, you know, my, my line of thinking too is like, when I think about it, I remember the only re I was, it, I, I don't never really wanted to be go around just smashing stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, I probably have a time or two, but like that wasn't my thing. Like, you know, some people, they That's get like, your, yeah. they just go off and just break whatever. But I remember seeing myself and it was kind of, it was dark. There was no lights on in the room. It was at night. Yeah. And, and there was two things that stuck out, at, you know, when I was thinking about it was number one, as I saw myself in the dark. And number two, I didn't let go of that bottle. Yeah. I hit it and held on to that bottle because I didn't want to let that bottle go. I didn't want to break the bottle. Yeah. I wanted to shatter that image, but I didn't want to let go of that bottle. Mm. So I think there's there's a lot there, like you said, yeah. and, and probably that thought. You know, and uh, remember I was telling you about that psychologist told me, so you have to be mindful of the words that we use about ourselves. Even it might seem mundane, it might seem like, you know, um, like we're just kidding or whatever, but yeah. on a subconscious level. Like you, you explained it in a spiritual way, and she explained it kind of in a in a more clinical way. But it's kind of it, to me, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's that. It goes back to what Randy was talking about, you know, opening, and I think that's what you know. I just caught on today, but open or leaving those doors open, yeah, for bad spirits, for you know, and then once he did that, he kind of let the door open, and then boom, just you know, one thing after another yeah. for a long time, for boom, years, boom, boom, yeah. Years, it was just one clusterfuck after another. Yep. Today, a shit show. Today, uh, that's shit how I was, show. too. You know, I was kind of walking. It was about 1 o'clock. I was walking to the living room, and I was just like, fuck, I'm a bum. You know? Wow. And I, had to, I caught myself. I was like, shit. Because you know? yeah. I, I didn't go to work, and I kind of felt yeah. bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm, you know. But I, I caught myself, you know. Like, yeah. if that self-pity would have just... Because self-pity is dangerous, bro. Ooh. Ooh. That's, Ooh. That's, one of the, that's one of the ones, yeah, for me, big time. Like, because uh, I was like you, like, low self-esteem, low self-image, low self-worth. Like, yeah. I always trying to to co- compensate for that. Yeah. yeah. And then, when, you know, you, you have this, this idea that when, when... Like, I had this idea that when, when I was in had this low self-image and low self-worth that if I did certain things, then that would alleviate that. But it never, it was going about it the wrong way. So obviously nothing, nothing changed. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then it would just kind of add on to that. Like, Oh man, I did this and I still feel the same. I still think the same way. So it must be true. And then it just kind of compounds it. Yeah. It reinforces it and compounds it. And it's just like a never ending cycle. Yeah. To me, like with that whole mirror thing, I think like you performed a ritual, like you just kind of cursed yourself, like what these guys are saying. That was that's what was hitting me uh, cause big I time. Because um, I <clears throat> reminded me of this guy. His name is Garcia. He talks about that how 
even when we go to the bar and we order a drink, it's like a whole ritual. And we give an offering. We put the money there and they grab these different drinks and they mix it up and they go through this ritual and they give it to you. Even like the making of it. So then his whole thing is like when people come to recovery, he has them like, you know, using the traditional native teachings. He has them take like a some tobacco, just like a pinch of tobacco and put it out and talk to the spirit of alcohol and be like, I'm done with you. Um, you're, you know, I'm done with you. You're no longer welcome in my life. And as a token of that, I'm putting this tobacco here for you. So leave me alone now. Or, you know, it's language like that. He said, <clears throat> every time, he said, a gust of wind comes or, or that pile of tobacco or that cigarette or whatever, like just goes, Poof, or a gust of wind comes and takes that tobacco up into the air. And, um, so yeah, there's definitely a ritual aspect to it. It, it is that too, because like when you were saying that, then I remember thinking like, remember how some people put salt on their hands and they get a lemon and everything oh. all lined up, and then they do it one, two, three, boom, take a shot, yeah, or you know they they have to have a certain kind of soda, yeah, as a chaser or like a you know, so it is. It's like yeah. it's like we're setting ourselves up for that, yeah, just by doing that ritual. Oh. Like one of my rituals on that last time my drunk was like. I buy Gatorades and I slam half of one, fill it up with vodka and slam that just to feel normal. And I know like 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 when using dope, there was always that a certain way that I went about it. Yeah. The ritual. Mine was Probably like my ritual was like well what I what I thought of when you guys were talking about ritual was like when I'm about to load the bowl, you know what I mean? Because mm. I smoked, and I wanted it real clean and real, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I thought about it, I was like, that's kind of evil, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's it. And then if it's not that way, it feels off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have the lemon and you don't have the salt, it's off. If you, if you don't, if your thing's not clean, then it's like, it's off. Yeah. yeah. It's not that same what you're looking for. Me, I get, like, this thing in my throat, bro. Like, I knew that I was going to get high. And the anxiety yeah. of, like, the high before the Yeah, high. and then it would just all be, like, bubbling up right here, bro. Like, <laughs> like just intense, like, pressure. Yeah, yeah. And then when I would do my thing, then it would just be like, <sighs> kind of like, <sighs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. This guy's casting a spell. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> I'm rebuking those no, the one, Yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, no, the mirror thing, I remember we talked about this a few episodes ago, about looking in the mirror and, like, speaking those positive things. I finally yeah. did that. I think it was last week. I just stopped in the morning. I looked in the mirror, and I just said those positive affirmations, and I kind of started laughing after I did it. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just looking at yourself. Like, you're good enough. You're smart enough. You're good enough to have this job. You're good enough to um, wear these clothes. And, like, I did that. And I was man, I felt good. I had a good day after yeah. that. So, man, I really encourage you guys to do that. Like, you know what Ron was saying? Um, our words are sacred. Our words are powerful. Yeah. They are, because, like, the way we talk to ourselves, I remember Reverend Mulberry, the previous reverend here, he'd always say, speak kindly of yourself to yourself. Yes. And I just never thought of that, ever, until he said that. And I was like, man, I really, I beat myself up in my head, talked down to myself about myself. And I, I know that I used to do that, too, is I like beat myself up. But then, you know, lately I've been telling, you know, 
one of the things I like to tell people before, you know, instead of, yeah, see you later, I always, you know, say, all right, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Be kind to And, you know, it's like a lot of things when I say it. I'm not only am I telling you, but I'm also reminding myself, yeah. like, you know, be kind to yourself because you deserve it. Yeah. Everybody. And Randy's always talking about, you know, being at peace with yourself. Mm. No matter, you know, there could be chaos around you. Mm-hmm. You can be at peace within yourself, and and I think that's an important place to be. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a t- for for me, and and maybe you guys can relate too as as addicts and alcoholics. That for me, it's a tough place. It was a tough place to find, but I do know it's possible. And every once in a while, I get stuck in my head and start doing that same old thing, like Josiah said, you know, beating myself up, yeah, and trying to. But then again, I think that's the enemy trying to yeah. say, I want you back. I used to be like you guys, all three of you guys. <laughs> I used to be real bad like you guys. I'm, I'm just thankful I'm not anymore. <laughs> guys, look at me when you need an example. But now I'm real humble, and you guys should look at me every once in a while. Yeah. Today, right. I'm a young elder. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out, Reservation Dogs. Yeah, Reservation Dogs. Man, I just watched, rewatched that episode the other night and laughing my head off. <laughs> no, that, I mean, man, to end a pod on, on something like that, like being mindful and being aware of what you're thinking of yourself. Yeah. I, bro, that's just changed my life, man, for the past two months. I remember when we were bringing it up last one, you, you were laughing and. Yeah. But. Like, when you think about it, like, it, it does seem funny, but you're nice to everybody else, right? Like, we've been taught to be nice. Like, man, like, if somebody messes up, we're like, what do you say? Man, it's all good, man. Keep your head up. Yeah. Uh. You don't call, like, and then us, what do we say if we mess up? Freaking dummy. I know. What the hell's wrong with you? Damn, I can't do anything right. I yeah, knew it. like, I, I knew you it. know what I mean? I knew it. But then, when you're like, man, you know what? That's all right. Then you just kind of reached a state of like, man, I look forward to my mornings. I look forward to my evenings. No. You know, 10 minutes of like being mindful of what I'm thinking of myself. No. Because I can only love others as much as I love myself. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm full of myself, but, you know, like. You're just humble. Yeah, no, but. It's a, but I think it's a, it's a different kind of. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a different love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. It's a love without an agenda. Well, I think full of yourself, I don't even think that would be considered love. Oh, no, no, no. So it's not even that. It's mm-hmm. just, I think it's just like that purest form of it. And you think about it, bro. Like when you love yourself, man, you're not going to put this toxic stuff in your life. Yeah. Whether they be like thoughts, whether they be, you know, substances. Like when you really love yourself, like you don't have time for drugs and alcohol. Mm-mm. Like, bro, like, you know, like, that's just changed my life, man, for the past two months, bro. I'm like, man, why didn't I find this five years ago? Yeah. Being mindful, like, being aware of what I'm thinking. Like, because we're all, you always say it. Nobody can be as hard on me as I am on myself. Mm -hmm. Like, we're our own worst critics. But really, we got to learn how to be each other's own cheerleader you know biggest cheerleader yeah like i tease my daughter man i'm like let's go like i act like i'm cheering and man yeah. she hates it man she's like <laughs> <"Am> I, <laughs> I do those old school cheers like be aggressive be, be aggressive she's like 
Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we were walking out the door. And I was like, let's go in then. Like, let's go in then. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, I know that's funny, but you really got to be your own cheerleader because the world is hard enough. Oh, yeah. It's hard enough out here, man, with everything that we face and everything that we go through. So, man, be kind to yourself in words of JC. Mm-hmm. You is kind. You is smart, and you is important. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, that's kind of funny. I said it to myself, too. It's real good. So good. Last yeah. words. Even, even like, when we're talking down on ourselves, like, say you mess up with a coworker or something, and then you're like, I'm dumb. Like, in a funny way, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. you're trying to be funny, but. You're still cursing yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then when we do. Say, like, look in the mirror, like Josiah said, and you say these different things, and you kind of feel funny. Yeah. Because you're by yourself, pretty much, you're pretty much by yourself, you know, and you kind of feel funny, but yeah. it's a different kind of funny. It's not like, you know. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, and then we need to break that yeah. you know, and be comfortable with that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Especially as men, man. I, I think probably there's native men in yeah, recovery. Native men in yeah. recovery. Yep. Well, there's, there's a couple of things with that, because number one, we're not used to it. No. We're not used to telling ourselves things like that. And number two, it goes against all of those false beliefs that we built up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to break that, we just have to keep doing it, keep doing it. Like, uh, another thing that psychologist said was practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Mm. So you keep yes, doing that, keep doing it, and eventually something's got to give. It's what do you call it? Dissonance. Yep. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. And eventually your your subconscious is going to be like, you know what? You're gonna keep telling yourself that you're good and that you're worthy, that you're a loving, caring, empathetic human being. Fine, you are. Because I'm tired of fighting it. Uh oh. Episode one oh two. Be kind to yourself. Oh yeah. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself all day. Hashtag be kind to you. Love and yourself. Love yourself, buddy. Doing your burr back stretches <laughs> in preparation daily. Daily. <laughs> no, hey, thank you, man. That was a good episode, man. And thank you to Ron for joining us this week. Yes, I hope guys, you're like, for sharing your hope, story. Hope. Hey, man, congratulations on getting up to, you know, past 17 months. You know, we'll check back in with you here maybe at two years. B. Aggressive. Be aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you got into a t-shirt. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. All right. We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? <laughs> All right. With that, unspoken words is out. Keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style to our unspoken words disciples. Aho. And we are out. Shinook. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>